Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. This podcast is meant to help those toward the path of forgiveness, for the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness, and I give it to you, the audience. Today, I have a very special guest, my good friend, Dr. Latasha Thomas, who's an author, worth coach, motivational speaker, and restoration strategist who helps women achieve success in relationships and engage in personal development. She comes today with her story about what she learned through her divorce. It's a very powerful story and a lot of gems were mined. This is an episode you do not want to miss. Also, for new and current listeners, please leave us a five-star written review on iTunes. It helps the podcast get more reach. We appreciate you. And now, without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I have my good friend, Latasha Thomas. Say hello. Hey, Latasha Thomas. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Dr. Tasha Thomas, my fault. My fault. My apologies. My apologies. You know, you got no, I got I'm putting some respect on your name. I'm putting some respect (laughs) on your name. So I have my friend Dr. Latasha Thomas, who is an author, a worth coach, restoration strategist, and motivational speaker, an all-around dope person. So I'm just really glad to have her on. I'm really glad to have you on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to share. It's not not a problem. Y'all can't see her, but the hair is laid. Y'all just don't. Y'all can't see it. Like y'all don't see the sheen and the bounce it has. It's okay. <laughs> I see it, and I'm just gonna let y'all know that it's it's on point. That that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank. That's you. all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start with the iceberg question. So, if you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Oh man. <laughs> Now, you know, you could have warned me or something on this one. Um, nah, I hit you with that two-piece. Boom, boom, no biscuits. Wow, so, right yeah. the start. Mm-hmm. Okay, so honestly, I have not traveled the world a lot. And so my perspective is very limited on this question. But guess who's going to be traveling? Come on Fact. in here. Fact. So my favorite place so far was Jamaica. Ooh, um, the The... I was in Montego Bay and just the level of service and attentiveness and the beauty of the island from what I saw um, was was great. So, you know what? Out of the places I've traveled, I'd have to go back there. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) I haven't been to Jamaica. I've been to Half Moon Cay. I've been to... um, Dominican Republic, but I haven't been to Jamaica, unfortunately. Yeah. That's I mean, one place I thought, yeah, I thought it would be kind of cliche when I went, but it was really, you know, you know how it is, but it was really nice. Uh Cozumel is beautiful as well. Oh, I heard about Cozumel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, I've said before in previous episodes, I want to live in Japan. I loved it so much because. One, the food is amazing. I'm a big food fan. So that's the one place. Two, that's where a lot of 
like anime and comic books are, which I'm another a big fan of. The culture mm-hmm. is nice and it's just really, it's just really nice out there. I love it. I would honestly, if I could, well, my job teleworks, I could probably move out there. They ain't got to know, but that's another story. That's <laughs> another story. Um, but yeah, Japan would be my number one um, place I would want to go because I've been there before and I highly recommend that one. I would highly recommend going. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It's on my list. Yes. Yeah. So again, I know I've said this before. I still want to thank you for coming on because I know you have a story that you'd like to tell us. And when I spoke to you, when I spoke to you, you know, before we started, you know what I mean? Like I said, I've seen, you know, for like a better term, the come up and I'm very glad. I, the, I'm, I'm genuinely glad and happy to see people I know just come up. You know what I mean? So I'm very happy and I'm very proud to see, you know, doing, doing your thing. And I'm very, very happy for real. And I wanted you to come on and just share your story. So the floor is yours. Please share your forgiveness story. Wow. Oh, wow. So, you know, again, thank you for this opportunity. I think sometimes when we when we speak about forgiveness, um, we often say that we've forgiven people, but to truly know it, to truly know that you've embodied forgiveness is something different. Um, so just to start my story, I entered a religious marriage in 2010. Um, love, you know, everything checked off every box for the Christian marriage, went through um, counseling prior to, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that was the person I was supposed to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still say that today, like I don't have any regrets, um, but things just don't always work out. Um, situations happen. And let me just say this, I will never degrade my ex-husband um because that's you know what's the point right um we can focus on the other person really easily but the the best way to forgive is to really focus on healing yourself Mm -hmm. and moving forward and um you know being the best person you can be so um there was some tumultuous things that i went through in my marriage and you know, we decided to separate. Um, And it wasn't something I I wanted when I took my vows, I meant it. Um, But things don't always work out. And so I had to go through not only transitioning to being a single mother, but also dealing with the shame because I was in leadership in church. And if any of you know, um, when you're in church, there is the divorce is not an option. And you know, you, if you're in the forefront, people are looking at you, um, you go into church and people are checking out your finger, uh, looking to see, oh, where's so-and-so, right? Asking you questions. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen him in a while. Where, you know, and so mm-hmm. you have to go through that. And honestly, I even experienced like people that were friends, mutual friends, they didn't know how to take it. I, and this is my assumption, but they really didn't know how to, um, address it or move forward because when you're in that christian community there's a lot that comes with it yeah so it was hard it was hard no doubt about it um 
but my story of forgiveness comes where I um, recognize that two imperfect people make imperfect decisions and we all play a role in that, right? Um, owning the things that I could have changed or done differently, um, healing from within and moving forward was my, my method of forgiveness. So, um, you know, and, and as challenges come about in the co-parenting relationship in um, as the other person moves forward, that's your test of true forgiveness, right? Because you can become so bitter and angry in a divorce. I see how easy it can be, but um, I chose the higher road. I chose not to create that environment, um, not to make it difficult for my children yeah. and to just forgive and move on. And so that would be um, probably, you know, the, the most profound amount of forgiveness I've been called to to provide <laughs> okay so what did that journey look like when to go to get to that point of forgiveness Woo. so i guess the, the start of it was um you know one day i looked i was talking to some close friends of mine and um they were kind of helping me walk through that brokenness phase that you might experience in a divorce and I was just in tears, like tears. I couldn't even see myself course, <laughs> in the mirror. Course. Of course. And um, we were talking and um, my really good friend said to me, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I'm literally standing in my room looking in the mirror and I could not see myself, not because of the tears, but because of the hurt and the pain and the rejection and the this and the that, and the shame. So for me, the start of the forgiveness was forgiving myself, um, not feeling like, you know, there was no recovery from, from that decision or no recovery from that phase in my life. And so really just going on a journey to forgive myself and to begin to um, return to the woman I was, the woman that was within um, making sure that I was still staying prayed up. Um, that's the easiest thing for people to say who are Christian, but the, the practical reality, the reality of it is just taking one step at a time, um, having your brokenness and crying and being frustrated. Um, especially, you know, as I transition as a single mom, trying to give my kids everything I could and being broken myself. Um, openness with my friends, um, being honest about where I was, and, um, you know, just trying to take one step at a time was is probably the best thing I can say. Forgiveness comes with time and intention. So I agree with that. So with that forgiveness, and like you said, it, ta it takes time. The one quote that I've heard a long time says time heals all wounds and I'll be blunt I don't like that saying I, really I don't know. either so okay cool so I can be real with you so I, did you hear the second part the second part was no and I said them together on purpose the second part was time and intention yeah because yeah you can sit let, let me tell you something <laughs> I've seen so many people sit 
in that space and stay in that space, whether it be months, weeks, years, um, you have to be intentional about not staying stuck. Come um, on now. And so you <laughs> it's so important. And so that's that's kind of where my the birth of my guided journals came from mm-hmm. was I didn't want another sister to go through a divorce mm-hmm. and stay there, be yeah. bitter, angry, yeah. hold it against the person, talk bad about them all the time. I, it, you, there's so much life to live out here. Why stay there? So intention, intention is key. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the altar is open for offerings for Dr. Thomas. Just lay them all out. Just lay it out. It's all good. It doesn't matter. Just it's open. So, and honestly, you hit the nail on the head, time and intention. Because mm-hmm. like you said, people, there are some people who like to sit in that situation and whether there's a difference between not knowing what to do and then just sitting in it and not mm-hmm. wanting to do anything about it. You know what I right. mean? And you're right. Bitterness can fester in that time. Anger can fester. So many things can fester that can change you into somebody that you just you just don't recognize anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there and I became a person that I didn't like. And I just, it, it affected relationships with people like my mom, my wife. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And Oh gosh, time and intention. Good. That's a that's a whole word. That's that's a whole <laughs> word. It really is. So I remember you, you said moving forward was moving forward was your way of forgiving. So can you so speak to that for me? Um moving forward. So the journal that I created, honestly, is how kind of a walk through how I moved forward. Mm-hmm. So the first one I created has sections, um, reflect, release, and pursue. Mm. So in order to reflect, you know, you need to be able to see yourself. You need to be able to take off the mask. I think sometimes when we try to heal from things, we just patch it up. So you really need to take that time to discover the root of your situation. So in my situation, I said, okay, how did I end up at a divorce? What in me, forget all the stuff that was done, right? What in me led to that? Was it my mindset going into my marriage? Was it some situation or environment that kind of helps foster certain things in me that could have led to it? What is it at the root and at the core of my being that could have helped me get there? You make sense? And then, so once you get through that deep rooted stuff, and sometimes that's difficult to walk through, you need to be able to release it. So you have to let go of it, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, I used to, but I'm not anymore, or I won't be anymore. Um, And being very intentional about changing that mindset piece is so key because it's the mindset that drives us one way or another. And then the last part is really finding your solution. What is it that you let go of? For me, I dimmed my light in my marriage. Um, 
there were passions and desires that I gave up because I wanted to save that thing. You know, I wanted to save my marriage or I wanted to do this or that. So I let go of certain parts of me um, that led to less happiness, that led to, you know, I didn't have good self-esteem at times um, and things like that. So I then chose, you know what? There's a purpose in this pain. Um, I know that's another cliche saying, but there is purpose in everything that we go through and to be able to then realize and actually pursue something greater. Um, So again, that's reflect, release, and pursue. I'm gonna let you know that's not a cliche. That's 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 life. <laughs> that's okay, just yeah. life, honestly. Yeah. Um, so those three things, reflect, release, and pursue, those are powerful. And I really like those. So listening to what you're telling me, it seems like a lot of self-reflection was done here. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that, I'm gonna speak for me. When it came to self-reflection in my journey to forgive basically God had to humble me straight out he had to and he straight out said you know go go to my bible go to Matthew chapter six I said bet what's in there yeah you know I mean <laughs> what's in Matthew what's in what's in the sixth chapter and the bible was just and they said in Matthew six if you forgive others I will forgive you if you do not forgive others I will not I will not forgive you and I said oh Yep, I had that. I had that, and I ooh, moment I had, and I had to really. And once I released that, it was cool. But then I did that reflection. I was just like, "What was the point of me holding on to that anger?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest. I'll be blunt. I don't know if I said this, but I will say it. The reason why I held on to it was because I wanted my biological mom to hurt as much as I was. Mm-hmm. and that's when the mm-hmm. saying came in it's like drinking poison hoping that the other person is going to die Correct. and basically I was poisoned I was basically poisoned here it was a lot of self-reflection so mm-hmm. with your self-reflection right when it came to that how did that help you with forgiving how did it help you well um for me you know I realize that I'm imperfect, right? I'm certainly imperfect. And so if I'm imperfect, couldn't my spouse have, former spouse have been imperfect as well? And if we're seeing from an imperfect lens, we're going to make decisions um, that are not necessarily helpful to someone else, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, listen, if we know that we're imperfect and and other folks can be too, then that's a start right there. Um, And then once you begin to reflect on things, like I had to realize that some of my low self-esteem led to certain decisions that I made, right? And so I had to forgive myself of that and just say, well, God, you know, heal this part in me because I want joy and I want peace. Um, you know, and so, yeah, you, the whole drinking poison thing, um, I just said, you know, I'm not going to let this situation pull me down. I'm not going to let what someone else does destroy my peace. And I think that's the part, right? Not letting, Because, you know, I just, honestly, I was just on a group 
um, chat and it was this, this person asking about how do you get over like the co-parenting piece and if the other person is is um, saying detrimental things. And I said, listen, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is taking care of your kids. Mm-hmm. The main thing is um, just handling your business and moving on. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really... I guess the best thing I could say is that you just have to take a step forward and and realize that, hey, um, what I'm going through is is just a moment in time and I just I can step forward. Right. It's just a moment in time. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. And um, even if there were mistakes made, they they're proof that you're trying. Right. And and. so how can we make the next situation better? That's yeah. a great point. <laughs> All great points. All great. See, thank you, Dr. Thomas, coming through with the word. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so the, here's the thing with that. There are a lot of times we let other people steal our peace. It does happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whether we, it's times where we know it and times that we don't. So what do you, what do you say to, what do you say to folks to help them like kind of maintain or keep their peace? Like what is, what is something you could say about that? Boundaries. That's the first word that came up. The B Um, word that no one likes. (laughs) Because, and, and boundaries don't have to be seen, right? Like, like, for example, if someone is doing something that steals your joy, um, you may have moments where you have this frustration, right? Yeah, yeah. But what do you do with the frustration? Um, do you lash out in frustration and anger back at the person? No, I, I chose not to. Um, there are times when people need to have honest conversations, but you have to know who you're dealing with too. Yeah. And so sometimes the fact that you're giving that person that energy is enough to fuel more fire. But if you don't give them the energy, um, you can handle you. If you can maintain your emotions, acknowledge them. All right. And then and then brush them off. I mean, there's been times where I was frustrated for sure. But I say, you know, I'm not going to let this person steal my joy. I'm going to brush it off and I'm going to keep it moving. Um, I'm going to say. And the other thing is, if I do become frustrated. I need to figure out the root of my frustration. Mm. What am I frustrated for? What is my motivation behind whatever this situation really is? Is it because I want to control the situation or the other person still? Um, Is it because I feel inadequate in this situation? Like, I guess for my this is how I knew I really, really forgave my ex-husband. Um, and it's a recent situation. I met the new person, right? Mm-hmm. And so some people were like, oh my gosh, how did it feel? Like, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was like meeting somebody else, somebody random. Like, it was nothing to me. It was nothing. Gave her a hug you know, thanked her for taking care of my children in my absence. Like it was nothing to me. And that's how I knew that I was healed. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes 
forgiveness comes with the test. Mm. And there are going to be little tests along the way, right? It's like these little tests, like uh, some, you know, your kid comes home, says, hey, mom, dad has a new girlfriend. Are you going to flip out? You going to talk about them? What you going to do? Huh? So there's little tiny tests that come along and they let you know whether or not you truly have forgiven that person and have you truly healed and moved on. Another one I thought about was like, you know how for me, when I first got separated um, and I would see people with rings on, right? Hey, you married, you got a ring on, that's beautiful, right? But within me initially, I was like, dang, like, I'm not still married. I'm about to take my ring off. Like, yeah. mine isn't working. Like, how is it that mine didn't work? You know what I mean? So you're comparing yourself. And then before you know it, things like that shift and you don't think about it anymore. So you have to like acknowledge where you are, acknowledge the hurt and go through it in order to actually get to that place where you can forgive and you can get over it. Um so yeah, this is, it, listen, those tests are no joke sometimes. And that's how you know for sure. I um, mean, you can look at like, we're all on social media, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, everybody's giving you the highlight reel. You only see the couple that's so amazingly, the vacations and the this the hashtag that. relationship goals. Listen, okay. There's a whole lot of hashtags out here mm. in the streets. But um, when you can truly celebrate somebody else's anniversary and things like that and mean it like you're not just typing it you mean it yeah yeah um those are ways you know that you that you've forgiven yeah i agree with that forgiveness <laughs> comes with the test good great that's uh, i'm gonna just sit with that for a minute i'm just that hold on to that like i would i'm gonna hold on to that myself forgiveness comes with the test like that's powerful that is powerful because a lot of people think that uh, uh, there's some people probably think you know once i forgive it's over it's like nope you're gonna be constantly tested you, you know are. i mean and like was it the devil knows your triggers and mm-hmm. that's all like that's oh that's a whole word oh my gosh <laughs> just that's a whole <sighs> I'm sorry. No, actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm just let that sit with me. So the one thing you said, well, not one, but multiple things, but one of the things you said was you have to acknowledge the hurt. And the one, and the thing that I've, I've seen a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, there's some people I've seen who just, they act like it don't affect them. Mm. A lot of, it's like, I'm fine. I don't care. I ain't worried about it. Mm. Well, let's, let's, let's do the, the first thing that Dr. Thomas said was reflect and are you really over it don't sound like you are I mean you you know what I mean but that's the one thing that I will say you have to acknowledge the hurt and it's okay to it's okay to say it it's okay to say you're hurt it's okay to be sad it's okay to be to cry it's okay to be angry it's fine mm-hmm. there are times I've talked to people and I've coached with them and they said I'm sorry for the tears I say no let them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep, I, I've said this before. It's like, perfect example. You take a can of soda, you shake it aggressively, aggressively. You And then you know how you feel the can, how tight it is? It's about to explode. Mm-hmm. 
because you know if you open that open it's going to explode and i was like that's how people do with emotions it's like you've held it in it's ready to come out you're like nope 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 nope. you're shaking your own can and it's going to explode in the wrong place wrong time on the wrong person so when you say acknowledge the hurt can you speak a little bit on that for me yeah, so I can say I've done a little bit of both in that journey to forgiveness um, initially. So I went from, you know, having help taking my kids to school to the next day, having to handle it on my own. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just stuffed it, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doer, right? And so I stuffed it. And I would just go on about my business. I took care of the kids that day. I just went into work mode. I went into, I guess some people might even say survival mode, right? Yeah. But then I would find myself driving to work sometimes and the emotions would just come out. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm in, I'm in healthcare, once I got to work, it was gone. Like I had to, that's it, you know? Um, I had to leave that in the car or wherever it was before going to work and taking care of people and their concerns all day long. Yeah. Then I would come home and have two very young kids, four and six at the time, who had their own emotions. So mommy's emotions were trashed until after nine o'clock when they were sleeping. And then I was just too tired right? And so for me, I had a season where I was stuffing my emotions and I probably was bleeding out onto people, my negativity, right? I'm so thankful for people who are supportive of me and who gave me a safe space to do that, to live and to breathe in that moment. Um, Because it's so important. I think sometimes we need reminders that it's okay to feel. And so once I began to give myself space to feel um time you know when when you're going through a situation like that it's easy to fill your time with things right because you're busy you're trying to handle responsibilities on your own and then I would find myself when I didn't have the kids whether it be one day at some point in the in the in the separation or if it was a weekend or whatever um I would just be busy. I was like, oh, let me do something that I can't do when I have my kids or let me run 15 errands. Why? 15 errands while they're not with me. And before I knew it, I was like, no, this stuff is just piling up, you know, like all up under the rug. Yeah. Like, you know how your kids try to clean their room and they ain't clean nothing. They just threw it up under the rug or they just threw it up under. the. That's what was doing with my emotions because in those seasons I was doing instead of stopping, pausing, giving myself a place to, to feel. And so once I actually did that, um, that's when I was able to fully acknowledge the emotion and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all, but you have to be able to sit in that and then allow yourself the space and then say, okay, I shed my tears. What's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say this to everybody. Everybody who's listening, it's okay to feel. Your emotions are valid. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And we have to be okay with getting uncomfortable. And what I mean by that is, 
crying may not be natural for a lot of people. It may not be normal for them. You know what I mean? But when you when you release it, it's gonna it may be uncomfortable, but it's a good release. I'm, I'm telling to. you, them them hot tears is a release. I'm gonna be honest with you. It really mm-hmm. you gonna cry and get you some good rest. Man, <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. They're like, oh man, I've got I'm all cried out. I need a nap. <laughs> like, where did that come from? It, it like you ain't lying. You definitely ain't lying. <laughs> you you also said when uh, to release was the second part. Would you would you say when it comes to releasing, it's a conscious decision to release? Absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes people release physically, like they may write it on a piece of paper and burn it. Um, they may trash it. They may put it in a box and send it. You know, people have creative ways of releasing things. Um, yes. Some people, it's just journal writing. Um, I went through a season where that was a way um, for me to release my thoughts and my emotions because sometimes when you want to say it, it just, it doesn't do it justice. Um, But yes, it's an absolute conscious decision. It is a daily decision as well um, to just let go of things, you know, like what, what good is this holding on to this doing for me? Um, And then there's so many ailments, physical ailments that manifest themselves um, when you don't release emotion. So many of them, um, stress-induced anxiety, stress-induced whatever. Like there's so much stuff and I see it clinically. And so I'm like, do I want to be this person that's in front of me that needs my help right now because I didn't forgive somebody? And if you ask certain conditions, if you ask the person, they're like, I say, what would, what would you say? What would you tell someone that's younger than you or whatever? And they would say, just let stuff go. I've heard that so many times. Um, so yeah, I, it is definitely conscious. Yeah. <laughs> would you also say that it's a decision that has to, is, is, would you say it's a one-time thing or does it have to keep on being done? It has to keep going has to keep going because like I said, with the forgiveness piece, they come with the test and that test is your opportunity to release it, right? So um, have I released it? And if I'm feeling triggered, um, this this is my chance to change that trajectory. Absolutely that, absolutely that. <laughs> I'm... I'm just getting gems from just talking to you. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, just, mm. this is good. This is good. So whenever, I know you, I heard you say like, you're a doer, you're a doer. And um, you also, so in the last word, pursue. So for you, what did you do in order to pursue? Look at you with your word choice. All right, do the pursue. Okay. Um, so what did I do to pursue? Um, my journey actually started with recognizing that, um, what's interesting is when I was married, uh, I would see myself speaking in public places like dreams, um, visions, whatever you want to call them. And so, but I would never see my ex and I was always confused by that. Because yeah. I felt like 
it was supposed to be the two of us, right? And at the time we were serving in church together and things like that. So I was like, maybe it's just the way the dream happened. But when the divorce actually happened, I realized God had given me that vision for me. Mm. Um, and so he knows the end before the beginning, you know? Yeah, and you so, so I was like, oh. And I had this passion in me, this burden really, to help other people, help other women in particular not get stuck. And I mentioned that a little bit ago. And so I... You know, one of my friends, she said, let's, I had started writing a book while I was still married and everything. And I stopped because I felt like I I could no longer talk about it. It was about dating, trying to get, you know, making good decisions in marriage. I started writing that. And so I felt like "Mm, I can't talk about this topic anymore. So let me stop. But one of my friends, um, she said, Latasha, there's this Facebook group. And at the time, I was not on any social media whatsoever. She said, there's this Facebook group just doing this book challenge. And I'm like, I ain't getting on nobody's Facebook, sis. Um, I'm good living in my little dream tunnel. And um, I'm good. And she was like, no, you got to do it. So I joined this Facebook with a ghost account just so I could be a part of this group. And out of the group came my journal, my first journal. And what it was, it was a journal writing challenge. Um, And I literally wrote my first journal worth more than rubies um, in a couple days. Like I felt like, oh, let me go ahead and handle this, right? So I got that published and um, I was like, you know what? This is what, this is why. This is why I went through the things that I went through. I know it's not for no reason, right? And so release that. And then a few months later, um, and I did that afraid because I was like, ain't nobody going to buy my journal. Nobody's going to want a journal, but we just going to go with the flow, Jesus. We just going to follow you. And and so um, from that, some of the men I talked to were like, well, what about us? Because you only got this journal for women. What you talking about? So I went ahead and I published that one cover to cover on my own. And so, yeah, so that that's how I ended up pursuing. The, the whole thing is you need to recognize why you went through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and through your why, um, I also I can't forget to mention that I went to a conference because I knew it was something greater than me. And so I went to a speaking and coaching conference And that's where I narrowed down my niche. That's where I narrowed down my market. And then very shortly after the Facebook group came about. So everything happened in God's timing. Um, You know, it's slow and progressive. Um, Now there's so many different opportunities before me. There's so many different um, avenues that I'm pursuing. And it's all because I found myself again, you know? (laughs) <laughs> it's all because of that <laughs> see right there i feel you on doing it afraid oh it is highly uncomfortable but <laughs> mm-hmm. god provides god does provide i will say that his grace is sufficient i will definitely definitely say that um so what does forgiveness mean to you now 
Hmm. That's such a heavy question. You know that too. I know you know that. <laughs> um, what does forgiveness mean to me? Mm. It means, if I had to define it, it's an intentional release of the right and the power. Um, <laughs> of the right and the power to harm someone else because of what they've done to you. Mm. I guess that's my best definition. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, ain't no guess. That is a good one. <laughs> what is something you wish you learned earlier in your journey to forgiveness? Mm. Early? I would say that the the best thing, the best catalyst for forgiveness is to um, allow yourself to feel that that first phase is to allow yourself to feel and really acknowledge that and get the tools under your toolbox to to get through it. Because sometimes we really can't. I'm, I mean, I, I had counseling for sure, um, especially early on. And um, I wanted to make sure my kids transition well as well. So let's not pretend that we can do this on our own. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree with that. And what is something you want to impart to to the audience? Mm. Well, look at you with the deep questions. All right, audience. All right. Um, So my biggest thing is just um, explore the recesses, the small parts of your heart that you've covered up and, um, and be okay with being uncomfortable, acknowledging those parts and just take one thing, one aspect of your life at a time. Don't feel like you need to forgive everyone who's ever hurt you right now, right? Just take it one thing at a time and make sure that you do it carefully, intentionally, and um holy <laughs> again the altar is open for offerings for dr thomas and her ministry um if you you know what i mean just feel the urge or feel the calling the nudge to you know what i mean to just you know bless her ministry just go ahead and do it um but when i say thank you for blessing us with your with your presence on this podcast thank you for real for doing this i appreciate you so Right now, I want you to promote whatever you have going on because I want people to connect with you. I want people to just connect with what you're doing. So the floor is yours. Please tell everybody what you got going on. So, of course, I have two journals that I mentioned earlier. The first one is Worth More Than Rubies, A Guide to Restoring Your Worth After a Divorce, and that's for women. Um, and that one, both of these are on Amazon, or you can find them on my website, Victory by Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E um, dot com. You can also follow me at on Instagram at Victory by Nicole. Um, and I'm also on Facebook as well. So all of those platforms, you can find the um the journals on Amazon. If you just search Dr. Latasha Thomas, you can find it. Um, and then also the second one for men is Greater Than Gold, a, guide, a guided journal for divorced men. 
Um, and so they're, they're very practical things, just some prompts, questions, deep questions to help you explore. And even for people, I've received some feedback from people who are single, never been divorced, who still benefited from the questions that were, that were in the journals. Um, so if you are interested in connecting with me, let's engage. Absolutely. And for those who didn't catch it, I'm going to have the link in the links in the show notes. Uh, please cop the journals, get like 80 copies each for every member of your family. Um, follow her on all social media platforms because again, like she's dope. Like I've known her since we were in choir. You know what I mean? And don't let her fool you. She can sing, but that's not the point. The <laughs> point is, you know what I mean? Just I've known her and to see just her just just on just come up from what from you know this situation it's just been nothing short of amazing in god's grace and i'm just very happy and proud of her and to have her on this podcast for real i appreciate you i do thank you so much thank you thank you that was a very very powerful episode oh my gosh thank you dr thomas for being open and honest and vulnerable with your story when she said to reflect, release, and pursue, that one got me. And that's something I want to ask you. Have you reflected? Have you released? Have you pursued? I want you all to think about that. And if you haven't, I encourage you to do that. I also want to say thank you for all the new and current listeners who have been listening to this podcast. We appreciate you so much. We also ask you, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, help the podcast get more reach. I know that there are times where we don't have the strength to forgive those who have hurt us, to do what it takes in this episode, and more. We can only do these things with the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven in the past, present, and future. And he rose from the grave to give us eternal life, a relationship with God himself, power over sin, and power over the enemy. If you want Jesus Christ in your life, just pray this. Dear Lord, thank you for dying for my sins and my wrongdoings in the past, present, and future. I confess and believe that you died on the cross for my sins and was buried and rose again. I give my life to you, Lord. Please come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say welcome to the family. This is the best decision you could ever make in your life. Now that you have made this decision, get in a good Bible teaching church who preaches the gospel and message of Jesus Christ. You can look on Google, social media, and even ask your friends for recommendations. Also, there may have been some things said in this episode that may have triggered some bad memories and bad feelings. If this is the case, please seek a licensed therapist to talk them out. As it says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You can go through your healthcare provider, Google, or ask friends who have received therapy for recommendations. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. If you like this podcast, please share this with other people. You never know what they're going through and the episode you just listened to may help them. I also wanted to let you know the power of forgiveness is on Instagram. That link is in the show notes. You can also leave me a voice message on Anchor. I would love to hear from you. Imagine what it would be like to no longer hold anger in your heart and forgive the people who have hurt you. 
Imagine finding the career that you were meant to have. Well, that's what coaching can do for you. At Breakthrough Coaching, we connect with people who want to break through the wall that keeps them from forgiving someone that has hurt them and finding the career that they have always dreamed of. If you or anyone you know wants to break through the wall that is stopping you from these goals, schedule a session with us. That link is in the show notes below. We would love to help and see you thrive and achieve the goals that you have. I want you all to have an amazing week. And remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Have a good one.